It's a very simple formula for creating a successful global company, okay? This is it. This is the simplest, and, and this is what I see time and time again. And this is all I did as well. You see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solved, successful global company. See a problem, create solution to problem, problem solved, successful global company. So all I did, journalist for 20 years, had zero, zero, zero business background, none. Created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. Saw a problem, created solution to problem, problem solved. Okay. So that's all I hear all day. No matter where you're located, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. If you're a solopreneur, company's as big as Allstate. You saw a problem, you created a solution, you solved it. Successful global company. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset Show. This is a podcast about the financial, money, and recreational mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. Let's dive into today's show. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset Show and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest, Justin Breen, is the CEO of the PR firm Brepic Communications and author of the number one international best-selling book, Epic Business. Justin is hardwired to seek out and create viral, thought-provoking stories that the media craves. He finds the best stories when he networks with visionary entrepreneurs and executives who understand the value of investing in themselves and their businesses. Justin believes strongly in the power of introductions and creates important relationships through them. He is an extremely active member of the Entrepreneurs Organization, Strategic Coach, Abundance 360, and Provisors, and he has an incredible global network of visionaries and exceptional businesses. Well, hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I'm with Justin Breen. Thanks for joining us today, Justin. Larry, good to talk to you, man. Yeah, it's awesome to see you. And listen, can you tell us what led you down the path to becoming the founder of Brepic Communications? Sure. People say accidental entrepreneur or whatever the term is. Now, as a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. But the you know, the inception story is February 10th, 2017. I was working full-time as a journalist, had my uh, job salary cut in half, not due to anything I had done, but it's journalism. That's what happened. So Changing industry. Yeah, whatever. Just entrepreneur life or whatever life. But the next couple of weeks, I tried to find a full-time job, couldn't find a job. I incorporated April 16th, 2017, my company called Brepic. And over the next six weeks, while working full-time at half the salary, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So one out of 1,000, 999 no's for every yes. Got my fifth client, I think it was June 1st, resigned June 2nd. And then Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwestern portion of the United States, to the story I'd started my own firm on June 5th. So that's how Brepic came to be. Well, that's a great day, by the way. June 5th was my mom's birthday, who's the LIN in Midland. So, hey. It's a good day. There you go. That's it. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good to me. We were meant to be talking to each other today. That's for sure. 
So listen, I asked you this question. You said you get it a lot. Brepic. It's not BR Epic. Why Brepic? And am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Thank you. My wife, who's a pediatrician, who has the exact opposite personality as me, she's kind, loving, rules, order, meetings, all that BS. <laughs> so she taught me how to say thank you. She turned me into <laughs> of a human. But I just like saying the word epic. I've said that word for years, decades, and I just think it's the best word. And then BR, the first two letters in my last name. So I love it when companies talk about, yeah, we spent millions of dollars and months coming up <laughs> with a name. My wife surprised me for my 40th birthday, right after my job salary had gotten cut in half, uh, surprised me for my 40th birthday, which is April 10th, 2017, with a nice trip up to Wisconsin to the All-American Club, which is in Kohler. It's a five-star resort, really nice place. So on the way up, I'm like, oh, I'll just call my company Brepic. Just popped into my head and then a couple of days later incorporated, which is very easy to do. And then here we are. Awesome. Awesome. And listen, you've been on a roll lately. In 2020, you launched Epic Business, which is an international bestseller. And my understanding is you interviewed some of the world's top entrepreneurs. What were some of your top takeaways from these conversations? Yeah, so it's interesting. The book, there was never any intent to be a book. I didn't interview people thinking, oh, hey, there's going to be a book. I just, I talked to people. Since I started my company, I started to talk to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world, whether that means revenue or mindsets or whatever technology. And so I just have this weird memory where I can just remember really interesting things that stand out. So what the book is, is 30 things that these top folks have told me since in the first 30 months of my company. So when my company hit its 30-month anniversary, I posted this list of 30 things that I had learned. And there was no intent to write the book. But at the time, I think I had 37,000 followers on social media. And people are like, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. Write a book. People are printing out the list and bringing the list to meetings. So I'm like, okay, I'll just write a book. So signed with one of the top micropublishers in the United States, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, which anyone who knows anything has read Never Split the Difference or knows who Chris Voss is. So he did the forward. You know, a lot of people do books and it doesn't really mean anything. If I do something, it has to mean something at a very high level. So give you that background before directly answering your question. But the three things that really have stood out from a reader perspective, they've told me they've really enjoyed is one, only do what you like to do and what you're good at. So I don't do anything that I'm not good at or I don't like to do. 100% of my day is doing things I like to do and what I'm good at. So I work exactly zero hours every week. Zero. None of this is work. Do what you love, right? Right. Do what you love and what you're good at, yeah. So the other thing is when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. Company's always been very profitable, but at the two-year market, really, everything started to flow. And then the number one thing that folks who have read it, again, who have read it, not that I think, but feedback I've gotten is only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. If someone asks, what do you cost or charge within five or 10 minutes, they go away from my life and network very quickly because they're just looking at things in a transactional way. And people that are in my network on a global level, they ask, what does an investment with you look like? They don't say the word cost or charge. They just understand everything's an investment. So those are the top three things for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that those three things are keys, very instrumental in evaluating yourself as a business person and an entrepreneur. And I think it's key in when you look at affiliating with other people and who you're associating with, it's a great filter. 100%. I'm sure you're getting 
like I do through LinkedIn, these massive <laughs> amounts of email or messages, connection requests. And the first thing out of their email or message is, are you ready to buy something from me? <laughs> well, I don't even know you. Right. And they're trying to sell right out of the gate. And it's, why would I ever buy something from somebody I don't know? And I have no idea what your mindset is, where you fit into those three criteria you know you talked to talked about yeah now how many entrepreneurs did you end up interviewing for the book no i didn't interview anyone thinking i was writing i wasn't interviewing anyone i was just talking to people what happened was i just remembered certain things and then i wrote down this list of things i've learned and then i made a book out of it because people said you have to write a book but in terms of if you want to quantify things since i've started my company And as a journalist, I did tens of thousands of stories in over 20 years. But since I've started my company, I've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world, and I'm like a sponge. And so I just remember the things that mean something to me. So every day, Monday through Friday, I talk to between five and 10 of the top entrepreneurs in the world, all over the world. And do you find that there's often outside of the three things that you mentioned, key takeaways, do you find that there's a common thread between these individuals? I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Dude, I'm actually surprised you and I haven't talked in more detail before. You're almost inside my head, which is kind of creepy. I don't know if you want to go do that, but if people are fascinated by my strange brain, you're actually inside it right now. So I'm a simplifier. I talk to people at a certain level, and then I see these patterns emerge. So what you just asked me is exactly how my brain filters things. That's what it does. I just simplify everything. So there's so many patterns, but let me give you two. These are two really good ones, okay? So it's a very simple formula for creating a successful global company, okay? This is it. This is the simplest, and and this is what I see time and time again. And this is all I did as well. You see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solved, successful global company. See a problem, create solution to problem, problem solved, successful global company. So all I did, journalist for 20 years, had zero, zero, zero business background, none. Created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. Saw a problem, created solution to problem, problem solved. Okay. So that's all I hear all day. No matter where you're located, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. If you're a solopreneur, company's as big as Allstate. You saw a problem, you created a solution, you solved it, successful global company. That's why I have clients around the world because my company solves the problem. It doesn't matter where you're located, the problem is solved. It doesn't matter what you do because the problem is solved. So that's one pattern that I see. Here's the really interesting pattern. And if you know someone who doesn't fit into this pattern, I'd love to meet them because I have not met one yet. Person who does not. Does not. Okay. Okay. So entrepreneur life, people think it's sunshine and rainbows, right? (laughs) Okay. So I've not met one. Again, most of my day, a good part of my day is talking to the very highest level entrepreneurs in the world, whether they're broke or they're going to be gajillionaires or they're running $10 billion companies. Those are the people I talk to over and over. I have not met one person, not one and thousands of them that has not overcome at least one of these following four things, okay? One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, highest level of depression you can imagine. Three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, likely and or possible traumatic experience as a child or young adult. I have not met one that has not overcome at least one of those four. Most of them are two or three of those things. Some are all four. So that is what separates the top entrepreneurs from somebody who just gets a job. It's not the idea necessarily. It's the ability to overcome those four things and use it as fuel, not to send you back crying home and going back to get a job. It's you just push through that. You figure it out. That's what separates the very top entrepreneurs from everyone else. That's what separates the very top athletes from everyone else. That's what separates the top entertainers. That's what separates the top singers. 
it's their ability, but it's their real ability to get through all that other stuff. So it's really a lot to do with mindset, 100%. People are like, oh, what are you doing? I go, no, 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 no. Let's stop. Mindset one, if you have the right mindset, it creates the right network. Everything else is a byproduct then. Right. Right mindset leads, right. That's it. This is the Midland money mindset. There's a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Mindset leads to the right network, leads to every, all that other stuff is a byproduct. And so I don't sell anything. I don't even talk about what I do unless someone asks. I haven't done sales or outbound or any of that garb, funnel garbage in years because I have this mindset, which leads to this network of this type of person. That type of person is investment, visionary, abundance mindset. Investment, visionary, abundance. Those people... There is no cost. There is no scarcity. There is no what do you charge. There's just, well, let's figure it out and invest. You bring up a good point because this is something I hear you talk about or write about often is about having an abundance mindset. Yep. And I think that's something we don't see very often. I think- No, 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 no. It's the minority of minorities. I agree. Most people are in the scarcity mindset where, hey, I got to get the next situation. I got to figure <laughs> this out. Instead of looking at, hey- look at who's right for you. There's enough business out there or right situations for you. What is your definition of abundance mindset? And why do you think, why do you talk about that being so important? I know why it's important to me, but it's number one. And it's not so important. It's everything. It's everything. It's the number one thing of number one things. Mindset leads to network. So the overwhelming majority of society is cost scarcity mindset. Then there's the minority of minorities. People like me is it's, abundance, visionary investment. And those people, again, patterns, those people are either one of two types of people. Again, this is what I do. I just simplify it. They're either running high six-figure to 10-figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at. So that's the first group. The second group is they will be in that first group, but they're just not there yet financially, but they will because they have that mindset. So it just eliminates all the nonsense. So when you have that abundance mindset, it attracts other people with abundance mindset, and then they introduce you to other people with abundance mindset. So what my company, it's a PR firm, whatever. It's not a PR firm. It's a giant incubator of geniuses with abundance, visionary, abundance mindset, or visionary investment mindset, and it just keeps growing. And the byproduct, again, not the direct result, but the byproduct is my company is insanely profitable, and people are constantly reaching out to me to work with my firm, constantly. Byproduct. That's a Dan Sullivan terminology right there. Right. So I've been a strategic coach for two years. I'm in that entrepreneurs organization in Chicago. I'm on the board of that. And then Abundance 360. If I could do only one, it'd be strategic coach because, I mean, I'm not surprised that you know Dan, your strategic coach, because when you talk to someone who's in that program or knows what that program is or knows who Dan is, and Dan's my hero, by the way. I think he's one of the greatest people alive. But when you talk to someone in that group, it's a different level of conversation. It's just a different level. It's just appreciation so, of what I mean, really matters. It seems so simple, like abundance mindset should just be standard. Correct. Why is it not and why is it not a standard mindset? And yep. on top of that, what are the disadvantages of working with people? I know you don't, but you obviously have some mindset around what would be disadvantages if you worked with people who had the scarcity mindset? What's the landmine there? The less people pay you, the more problems they cause. That wasn't a flippant remark, by the way. That's just what happens. The less people pay you, the more problems they cause. They look at things in a transactional way, not a relationship way. That's why I don't work with anyone that asks, what do you cost or charge? So 
here again is another pattern. I could give you patterns all day. And this is the reason why most people are cost scarcity because there's most people are cost scarcity. So you just hang out with cost scarcity, you're going to be cost scarcity. So because I've never felt like that, I have been an alien within my own family, an alien within my own community. North Shore, Chicago, a lot of nice cars here. This is the cheapest, most cost conscious area, maybe in the Midwest. And I'm very confident saying that because I grew up here and I live here. Right. Cheapest area, penny pinching. And I've never been like that. I've never understood it. So alien within my own community, alien within my own vertical. Other journalists never understood me. I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. So because of groups like Strategic Coach and the technology we have, I'm able to easily find people now that think like me. And that's what my company is. It's a constant quest to find aliens like me. So it's just tens of thousands of aliens. But that's why most people are cost scarcity mindset because most people are cost scarcity mindset and they never look for, they don't even know this other thing is out there because they can't find anyone like that. So I'm on a constant quest to find it. And the beauty is you find one, they introduce you to another one. So two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes a hundred, a hundred becomes a thousand, a thousand becomes 10,000. There's no limit to it once you find the right people. And so I'm in Chicago, right? My last five clients are in Honolulu, South Africa, Australia, Maryland, and Toronto. All different verticals. That's all meaningless. Different locations, different sizes of companies. It's all meaningless. It's just the right people with the right mindset. Right. So for people who are looking to expand their abundance network, right? Is there a way that they can easily identify or are there things (laughs) or cues that you could say to them that would allow them to spot those people that have the scarcity versus the abundance mindset? I mean, I think you mentioned one before, which is, hey, if, if the first question you ask me is how much am I going to cost, most likely you have a scarcity. No, 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 guaranteed. That's <laughs> not most likely. That's a guarantee. So what are some other cues that people could take away looking at that mindset? Yep. That is such a good question. I just wrote an article for Inc. Magazine on this exact topic about how I built a, again, I had zero business experience, zero when I started this. So now have a global company that only works with the top mindsets in the world. How, how did I do that? I had no business experience. So I just found people with the right mindset. So talk to a lot of people. And what happens is you'll talk to a thousand at first. Again, again, one of those four things, most people can't do that. They're not able to talk to a thousand people. That's why they right. get a job. All right. So let's just pretend for whatever that someone is capable of talking. They can handle it. Talk to a thousand people. You'll find two people, maybe three at first that are like that. But then those three people, they become your friends. Your clients become your friends. Your friends become your clients. And then they'll introduce you to more. And then compound effect, it just builds momentum, builds momentum. But you have to be willing to just be overwhelming rejection. over Not like little rejection, overwhelming. So, But what is the filter? I mean, are there things like when you approach these folks that forget about them rejecting you? I would imagine there are a lot of instances where you're rejecting others because you want to abandon because, hey, you don't have the mindset that you don't have the abundance, the visionary and the investment that I'm looking for. What are the keys to identifying those that don't have that abundance mindset? Are there specific cues that knock you off right away? Great question. So one, if it's a referral from someone who's also scarcity cost, it's going to be someone who's scarcity cost. People who hang out with scarcity cost. They just hang out with scarcity cost. I mean, 99.9% of the time. The people that I get introduced to now, they're all from visionary abundance investment mindset. So when I was first filtering that out, again, if someone asks, what do you cost or charge? Those people are toxic. 
they're not only toxic individually wise, but again, they only hang out with other people. So if they do introduce you to someone, it's going to be cost scarcity. The other thing that I've found that is really interesting, and this is a deeper dive and I don't usually bring this up, but you're going to keep probing me, which is fine, is if someone asks me the same question four or five times, I know you understand what I'm saying, but if someone still understands it, you're asking me this for your audience's sake. You know what I'm talking about. If someone asks me the same question four or five times, they don't get it. They don't get it. You either get it or you don't get it. There's a very, 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 very small group. I've seen it happen three or four times since I started my company where they're on the fence. They're in this cost scarcity. They talk to me and the light switch goes on. They become an investment visionary. But it's really rare. And I don't focus my time on that because for the most part, you're either one of these people or you're you're not. And so I only focus on the minority of minorities. You know, someone asked me the other day, they're like, so who do you work with? Or I go, I only partner with the top 0.1% of mindsets. Like, I don't care if they're dirt broke because people with that mindset, they'll find a way to invest. They'll take out a second. They'll take out a loan because they know they want results. So whether they're broke or they're running $10 billion companies, I only work with that type of mindset because those are the people that are creating the businesses and brands that will employ billions of people. So by helping that very, very, very small minority, I'm actually helping the most people. There you go. Now, you talked about earlier doing things you love and doing things that you're good at and yep. staying away from everything yes. else. Yes. What can an entrepreneur do in order to strengthen their strengths? Yep. I know this is something that's very important to you and you focus on. You know, a lot of times we get bogged down in the nonsense and the minutiae. <laughs> so, how do they work on strengthening those strengths? What are tools that they can use to do that? Let me tell you, man, this is one of the best. And I do a lot of interviews. This is definitely one of the best ones. You are very oh, thank well. You. I mean, you are floating. Have you been in Strategic Coach or were you in? I was part of their goal cultivator community a while back, a long time ago. A good friend of mine started okay. it. And yeah, I've never been in the coaching program, but I'll tell you, we had a group of eight people, I believe, in the goal cultivator community. And it was one of the most fantastic experiences that I've been a part of. And I got a really good sense of the Dan Sullivan thinking thought process. And I've implemented a lot of it into my business and my life. You are a super high level thinker. I mean, I'm not just saying that to spout BS, but you're just like, you get it, man. Most people, even entrepreneurial podcast hosts, because I do a lot of them, they don't think like you do. You're way out there in the clouds. So that's great, man. I appreciate that. So I'll land the plane. I'm guessing some folks in the audience aren't at your level, which is fine. They aspire to be. A good tactic, Very sim- this is very simple, without having to invest good five figures to be in strategic coach, which again, that's a good investment. I would invest 50K a year in that easily, if not more. Maybe eventually 100K, I'm sure I would. Sure. It's good investment. So it's a good exercise. You write down 30 things, 30 things that you do every single day, no matter how menial. And it, it, besides like going to the bathroom, you need to do that, I guess. That's an essential. So 30 things and you cross off 27 of them that you don't like to do and or are not good at. And then you circle the three that you are really good at and that you like to do. And then you create a mission statement out of that. That's a very simple way of really filtering out the nonsense. And when I say what you're good at and when you like to do, a lot of that also includes like people invest in this as well. Because if you're good at it and you like to do it, but it doesn't make you any money, <laughs> right? <laughs> whatever. 
someone asked me during one of these interviews, they're like, so what is an activity that you like to do and are good at, but you don't make any money doing it? I go running. That's, you know, I like to run, but I'm not going to charge people to watch me run. (laughs) (laughs) But again, do what you like to do, what you're good at, write this list down, cross off most of it and circle the other three. And then you come up with two sentences. It's very easy. Right. But at the same time, the running is probably a tool that allows you to feel better and do everything else you need to do in the day. 100%. One of the chapters in my book is start your morning with a good workout. So six days a week, I'm 43. So since I've been 26 or 25, so almost 20 years now, God, am I old? Almost 20 years now, six days a week, no matter the weather condition, I've run outside between three and five miles. So we're in Chicago and I like cold. I like the cold weather. Sure. Negative 20, blizzard, monsoon, 90 degrees, 100, I'll run outside. Don't care. Nice. Great way to start. Well, listen, I may have ruined our last and final question that I always ask every guest, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because this is the Midland money mindset. We want to know, and we ask every guest this, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Wow, that's a good question. Man, oh man, dude. I could talk to you all day. I wish this had been a longer interview than 30 minutes, but... We could do a follow-up if we have to. Not a problem. I'd love to do that. (laughs) Besides running, I took my two young sons to school today. They're in school currently in person. But I spend a good part of my day, this is now the seventh conversation I've had on a global level with someone who thinks that you're level. At least, these conversations are at least 25 minutes long. That's how long my calendar is. And the technology is coming for people to live 200, 250 years old, if not forever. So that's not pie in the sky. That's actually coming. And someone asked during a podcast interview, they're like, so would you want to live that long? And I go, if I could talk to people with your level of thinking all day, yes, I would want to do that. Right. I never get tired of this. I love doing it. The byproduct is companies are constantly reaching out to me to hire my firm. So it's very profitable. And it provides me with such joy to stimulate my brain like this. I mean, I've learned so much from you in such a short amount of time. And to kind of circle everything back here, when you find the right people who think like this, it becomes a big, small world. And it's hard to find people at first. But when you do it, when you find them, it just grows exponentially. And so to talk to someone like you who gets it, even though you're the minority of minorities, in my company, you're 100%. And so it's great to add your mind to my company of minds. It's just, it makes me very happy. So yeah, so you, really get, you get a lot of joy out of having those conversations oh, every day with these Endless. Minorities. Because like, that's what I don't understand is why wouldn't someone enjoy doing that? But most people don't. They're just whatever. But Well, they're focused on the scarcity part, unfortunately. Correct. And what they have to do today to close a deal instead of looking at a door they might be able to open that may feed them for the rest of their life, for example. So that's so interesting. This conversation, it's just another awesome door. There's endless doors. There are endless doors when you find the right people with the right mindset. And it's just door opens to this possibility, this possibility. And when you look at it, things in that level of abundance, it's limitless to see what can be created. And uh, that's what excites me. So that was a rambling answer. But I get so excited talking to people like you at your level about things like this that I just, I am like so pumped about it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I get it. And Justin, I appreciate you coming on the Midland Money Mindset. It's been great having you as a guest. It's been an awesome conversation. I look forward to maybe doing it again soon. So thank you for your time. And remember, make it a great day. Thank you, Larry. 
I want to thank Justin Breen of Brepic Communications for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset Show. It was great hearing about how Justin has used the power of stories and an abundance mindset to help his clients and his firm grow and thrive. As you can tell, abundance, visionary, and investment are very important in his personal and business life. If you'd like to learn more about Justin or Brepic Communications, you can find him across all social media platforms. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandfinancial.com and be sure to smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content. And listen, please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. Be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about the mindset needed to successfully plan for and live your best life before and through retirement. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.